Hey, running friends. Welcome to the Wrinkled Runner podcast. I'm Sherry, the Wrinkled Runner. I'm over 50 and I love to run wherever I go, but Buffalo, New York is my home. If you are looking to start to run or you're an older runner, this podcast is especially for you, so subscribe now. I love to help people get running and keep running. For the past few weeks, I've been talking about various aspects of running in the summer. On today's episode, I'll be finishing up that series. If you have any questions about hydrating during your runs, which you should be doing, check out the first episode of this season that went out a few weeks ago. So I was in South Carolina uh, last week visiting my daughter and her family, and three out of my four sons were able to come down as well, and it was so nice to have most of them together again. For a long time, I didn't run when I was on vacation, but for the past uh, five years or so, both Dave and I take running clothes and get out wherever we are. It's a great way to learn an area, and since there is usually more eating and drinking than usual, a great way to keep up the calorie burn. We use a lot of Airbnbs or we are at our kids' houses, so it's nice to be able to pack just a few changes of clothes and be able to wash them and not have to pack all the running clothes for the week and all the other clothes for the week and all the shoes. It's been hot here in Buffalo, but South Carolina was something else. When we started out in the mornings, it was already 80 and the sun was beating down on us because being on vacation, we went to bed a lot later and so we didn't get up as early for our runs. And the humidity was very high, which can contribute to a really uncomfortably hot run. I'm more acclimated to the heat at this point than Dave is, so I have to be very aware of how he is doing. His heart rate shoots up higher than normal and he'll actually start to panic. And because I know him so well, I'm aware when he's starting to get that way and we can walk it out and get a drink. I just took my recertification course for CPR, first aid, and AED for my coaching certification. So I was able to refresh my memory on tackling heat-related illnesses, which has been very important for this summer. It's pretty scary what can happen in the heat and we have to be prepared as runners. Before I even get into how to handle a hot run, though, let's go over some of the health issues you may encounter when you're out there. It is important to know when you are heading for trouble, especially if you run on your own most of the time. Heat cramps are painful spasms in the muscles. If this happens, you need to stop immediately and get to a cooler place. You should drink a sports drink, and that's something with electrolytes. In the class, I learned that water is actually last on the list of hydrating fluids if you are in heat distress. If you're going to run on a hot day, please take a bottle of electrolytes with you along with your water. I know it's a pain. When I first started carrying water with me, I was really uncomfortable with the weight of it and just having something around my waist because I used one of those handheld ones and absolutely could not do it. So now I use a hydration belt. And um, I carry two bottles, and while it still isn't my favorite thing to do, I have learned I need to do it. So coconut water or even drinking milk is recommended over water if you start to experience heat illnesses, including heat cramps with sports drinks with the electrolyte replacement being first on the list. The Red Cross also cautions against using salt tablets if you start to feel heat-related illness coming on. So some of us carry uh, just a tablet of salt. They're very lemony, and some, I think they come in other flavors too. And my husband will carry those along too. And if he feels like he's sweating a lot or whatever, he'll pop one in his mouth. But if you're feeling like you're getting a heat-related illness, you're not supposed to take those salt tablets because it can throw off your uh, chemical balance. 
So symptoms of heat cramps are pretty straightforward. Uh, your muscles will start to cramp. You'll also feel thirsty. You'll be sweating a lot more than usual for you, and you're going to be feeling very tired. So heat exhaustion is the next step, and it is more severe, and you need to take care before you head into heat stroke, which can actually be fatal. So stop and get to a cool, air-conditioned place and loosen or remove clothing. Have someone fan you or mist your body with some water, and you need to drink. You may be confused and think you don't need to, which is a sign that your mental state is compromised. You should drink in the order of sports drink, coconut water, milk, or water. If you're feeling like you can't even handle doing that, you need to call 911. Speaking of calling and phones, did you know there's an actual debate about whether real runners, quote unquote, take their phones with them on a run? I heard this on Twitter a few months ago, and I just, I, I couldn't believe it. As a woman and an older one at that, I will always advocate for being able to communicate while we're on the run. Whether we're feeling unsafe or something happens to you and you need emergency care, it is so much better to be safe than sorry. And I feel like hit and run accidents, like we hear about them all the time and they're like the norm now. When, when someone gets hit by a car, it's almost surprising if the person who hit you stops and helps you. So you can't count on others being able to help you. So, okay, my rant is over, but my advice is to carry your phone with you. Anyway, heat exhaustion is occurring if you're feeling weak, you have pale and cool skin, you have headache or nausea, chill bumps, goosebumps, and you are sweating a ton and you're feeling faint or dizzy. Keep in mind you don't have to have all the symptoms listed in order to be having a heat-induced medical issue. If you even think you are suffering from the heat, you are, so please stop running and assess your situation. A heat stroke is the most life-threatening of the heat-related illnesses. You may lose consciousness, so do not be hesitant in calling 911 if you have a throbbing headache, you stop sweating, your skin is red, hot, and dry because heat exhaustion will render your skin pale and cool, remember. So if your skin has gone from pale and cool to red and hot, you are in trouble. Call 911. You may also have a rapid and strong pulse, and if you have heat exhaustion, the pulse will be weak. So your body will need cooling and medical help immediately and, you know, don't try to run around to find water or hope that this goes away. You need to call 911 or direct someone else if you can't. You're probably going to be very confused. So if you have any presence of mind, if you think you need to call 911, call 911. That is their job. Because heat stroke can be fatal, I really suggest that everyone has a running partner on days that are hot and humid. Having someone that can help and can recognize sign of heat distress can save a life, especially for those of us who are older. I've talked some about Dave and I being in trouble in Shanghai when we lived there a few years ago. We were just, we were flat out stupid and we didn't know much, even though we'd been running uh, for probably 10 years by then, until I became a running coach and started uh, doing things like the blog and YouTube channel and now the podcast. I didn't do a lot of research on running. We just kind of went out and ran. We never carried water and we are both get the job done no matter what it takes kind of people. And especially now that we're older, we always want to try to keep up with the youngins. So we always go out and do some crazy things once in a while. So we tend to err on the wrong side of caution. Now though, with hot weather running, we are so much smarter and we have learned something about what can happen if we aren't careful. So now that I've scared all of you, let's talk about running in the hot weather. 
You can do it. Um, I recommend you carry water and electrolyte drinks with you or plan your route so that you can get some during your run. Some runners actually uh, go out the night before a run and hide water bottles along their route the night before behind trees and whatever. Um, however you handle it, make sure you are staying hydrated. You need to dress properly, including a hat and sunscreen. The other day when we were in South Carolina, it was really, really hot, and we were on the run, and there was a woman that passed us, and she was wearing like um, a metallic suit and long pants, and I don't know if she thought sweating was going to be better and uh, burn more calories. I, I just don't know, but I really, really hope that she was okay at the end. And she, I think she was just walking, but still, I just, I don't know how she did it. Uh, you need to wear a hat and sunscreen and protect your head as well. Like my husband, he uh, kind of has some bald spots on the top of his head, and those can get really, really burned if he doesn't wear a hat during the run, and you should be wearing sunscreen. Sunglasses can help with glare, and there are straps that you can uh, use to keep them where they're supposed to be even if you're sweating. I have complained for most of my life that I think my head is actually smaller than a normal size head. So things like hats and things like that just don't work well for me. Um, and But the straps that can like connect and, and go up against your head, those are really helpful. So there's a website that you can use to give you both the weather conditions and what clothes you should wear. It's called Dress My Run, and I talked about it in last week's uh, podcast. And I'll leave a link in the show notes. What's cool about the site is it gives you the humidity levels as well. So you will have all the information you need to decide if you should even go. And I'll caution you here, the website does not tell you if it's safe for a run. So please use your good judgment. You need to slow the heck down and don't run as many miles. Your body is probably going to slow you down anyway, so just don't fight it. The body's temperature is going to increase, and with that comes an increase in oxygen consumption and lactate levels, and your body's core is pulling the heat away from uh, inside in your heart and things like that. So everything is working harder. Just let your body do what it was designed to do in cooling you off and help it by going really slow. And don't just don't run as far either. Run as early in the morning as you can too. Uh, the sun's rays beat down on the concrete during the day and the sidewalks and roads save up all that heat. So not only does running later expose you to more heat from above, you're also being cooked and bombarded from below. During a heat wave, running just before the sun comes up can really help you prevent heat-related illnesses. My final piece of advice is if it is too hot, don't run. Everyone's quote-unquote too hot is different, so if you're a new runner, you need to learn yours. Stay in tune with your body, and if you are on a run and start to feel like it is too hot, call it a day, note the temperature. Decide that when it is that hot or humid, you're going to work out in the AC or other cool place. So acclimating to the heat is a thing, and the more you run in the heat, the more acclimated your body is going to get to running that way. You're still not going to be able to run, uh, you know, super far or super fast, especially for those of us who are uh, older runners or new runners, if you're pregnant. But even though you can become acclimated to it, you still need to be aware of the different things that can happen in the heat. Uh, just get yourself used to knowing the symptoms of things that can go wrong and adjust, just adjust accordingly. 
Next week, I'll be tackling a question from a listener about starting to race. We are getting back into be able to race again. And those of you who started running during COVID seem really into completing a 5K or even half marathon. This question was from an older runner who had raced a few 5Ks and wanted to complete her first half. So listen in next week as I give my racing tips for those of you who haven't raced before. I'll also be including a link to my marathon checklist that you can download for free until the end of September 2021, which is normally $1.99 on my website. This checklist is actually a booklet and it goes over preparing for whatever race you may decide to do. Last week, I told you that I was going to start recommending some websites for runners, and this week, I'm going to share with you the website runfasteatslow.com. The authors of this website and also the books that go along with it are Elise Kopecki and Shalane Flanagan. Now, Shalane is the winner of the New York City 2017 Marathon, and Elise Kopecki is a nutrition coach. Their website has recipes that go along with their books, and I've done some of their recipes over on my YouTube channel and also at wrinkledrunner.com, which I'll link to in the show notes. And they're coming out with a new cookbook, uh, I think in October. And so, yeah, it's October 5th. I'm, I'm at the website now, so it's called Rise and Run. And this book will have recipes for you for the morning uh, before morning runs. This book, Rise and Run, is also going to have a 14-week marathon training program. I do have the book, Run Fast, Cook Fast, Eat Slow. I haven't gotten Run Fast, Eat Slow yet, but I'm planning to get that, and I'm also planning to sign up for the Rise and Run. But you can get a newsletter from them. They have a blog that has some of the recipes on there from the books and other information as well. So I'm going to link to that down below, and I encourage you to go check that out if you're interested in some fueling recipes for your runs. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Do you have any running questions? You can ask me. Email me at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com and if I can't answer your question, I will do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. You can sign up for my once a month newsletter using the link provided so that you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. I also have opened up my virtual coaching in addition to coaching one-on-one -on -one with those in the Buffalo, New York area. So head to my coaching page on the Wrinkled Runner website, which I will of course link to, and check out how we may be able to work together. Until next Monday, thanks for listening and I'll see you on the run.